بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد عن زيد بن أرقم رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رسول الله ما هذه الأضاحي قال سنة أبيكم إبراهيم صلوات الله عليه وسلمه قالوا فما لنا فيها يا رسول الله قال بكل شعرة من الصوف حسنة قالوا فالصوف قال بكل شعرة من الصوف حسنة وقال الحاكم صحيح الأسناد Respected brothers, as we are aware, these are very, very mubarak days and nights. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا مِنْ أَيَامٍ الْعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ فِيَا أَحَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَيَامِ يعني أيام العشر that there are no days in the Islamic calendar that are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the, good, the doing of good deeds are more beloved in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than on these days. That is the first ten days of Zul Hijjah. As we mentioned previously, ulama kiram say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated the status of these days because of two amal particularly that occur during these days. One is the amal of Hajj and the other is the amal of Qurbani. Last we discussed the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam exhorted us particularly when it comes to the day of the 10th of Zul Hijjah, the day of Eid al-Adha, Rasulullah sallallahu said, مَا عَمِلَ آدَمِيٌ مِنْ عَمَلٍ يَوْمَ النَّحَرْ أَحَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْ إِحْرَاقِ الدَّمِ That there is no action on Yawm al-Nahar, that is the 10th of Zul Hijjah, that a person will carry out that is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the spilling of the blood of the sacrificial animal. So one is those brothers whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed with the ability to carry out the amal of hajj. Those of us who this year or the rest of the ummah that has not been given this tawfiq and ability, what is extremely important is that we should try to make mushabahat, try to imitate the hujjaj, try to have some munasabat, try and engage and spend as much time as possible, particularly find that if you look at the Saudi Arabian context, today is the 9th of Zul Hijjah, is the day of Arafah. According to our calendar, the day of Arafah will be tomorrow, that is on Tuesday in South Africa. We find the lives of the Salafi Salihin, many, many of them on the day of Arafah, they would make atikaf in the masjid. They had not proceeded for hajj on that, in that particular year. Then the day of Arafah, they would spend the entire day of Arafah in the masjid in their localities in order to imitate the amal of the hujjaj on that particular day because this is the most superior day in the entire Islamic calendar. That we, with regards to that, mushabahat of the hujjaj, etc., we already discussed that to some extent. The other is the amal of qurbani. We are exhorted, particularly, we know we are going through very trying, very difficult times. This is a time when we have to dig deep in our pockets, try and spend as much as possible in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, assisting others that are going through parishani, difficulty and hardship. And one of the ways in which we can assist is the increasing the number of qurbani that we make, the distribution of the meat, etc. This is something that helps the poor and the needy. 
With regards to this amal of qurbani, few of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Zaid bin Arqam radiallahu ta'ala narrates that the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam they asked him the question that Ya Rasulullah, ma hadihil adahi? That Ya Rasulullah, what is this qurbani? In other words, Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, لَيَّنَالَ اللَّهَ لُحُومُهَا وَلَا دِمَاؤُهَا وَلَا كِي يَنَالُهُ التَّقْوَى مِنْكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says it is not the flesh and blood of the sacrificial animal that reaches Allah. Just taking a life of an animal, that is not matloob. Passing the knife over the neck of that animal, taking its life, that is not the objective of qurbani. Behind that, there is a much deeper symbolism, much deeper aspect, much deeper objective of shariat. And I'm digressing, but unfortunately we find my respected brothers, with many of us, when it comes to the amal of deen, with many of us, these have become symbolic and they have become ritualistic. We are going through the motions. What is matloob, what is the object of that amal, that many of us, even the mind and heart doesn't even go in that direction. And we find that this is one of what we call alamatu sa'a. It is one of the ashrat or the signs of qiyamat. That the amal of deen, when, even if they are taking place, even if they are carried out, the essence, the ruh, the haqiqat, the reality of that amal will no longer be there. Classical example is our salah. Inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Today if you look length and breadth of the world, what is one of the great problems and plights that is facing the ummah is that of behayai and shamelessness. Haya, shame, modesty has come out of the lives of the ummah. And we are looking around, what is the solution? Our kabirin advising us various amal, various muzakaras that we have to make in order to bring back this haya, this shame, this modesty in our lives. One of the great solutions, one of the great fortresses of Islam, one of the great protections which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us from behayai and shamelessness is salah. If salah is carried out correctly, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. This is Allah's kalam. وَمَنْ أَسْتَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا وَمَنْ أَسْتَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا وَتَمَّتْ كَلِمَةُ رَبِّكَ الصِّدْقًا وَعَدْلًا لَا مُبَدِّلَ لِكَلِمَاتِهِ لا تبديل لكلمات الله. Quran is haq. Allah says, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Salah will cleanse you. It will purify you from shamelessness, from fahsha, from behayai from immodesty and from haram, from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet we find to some extent salah is taking place in the lives of many of us. Yet still the bayhayai is increasing. Why? Because salah, the salah that is being made is not that salah which is wanted by Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Otherwise Quran is haq. Allah says if salah is carried out correctly, tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Sufyan Sori rahimullah used to say, Mallam tanhahu salatuhu anil fahshai wal munkar fala salatalahu. He used to say, if a man is making salah and behayai and shamelessness is not coming out of his life, then in reality that salah which he is making is not salah. And that was 
the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu the signs of qiyamah. He said, "Yushiku antad khulal masjid al jami' fala yara rajulan khashia." He said, "A time will come that you will enter a jami' masjid, thousands of musalli, but you will not see one person with devotion and concentration in his salah." He said, "Yati ala nasi zamanun yusalluna wala yusallu." He said, "A time will come upon my ummah; they will be making salah outwardly to look like salah." The postures will be there, the positions of salah, the movement of salah, but yusallun wala yusallun, but in reality it will not be salah. What is meant is that the haqiqat, the reality, the khushu and khuzu, that beautification, that effort on salah that has to be made will no longer be there. The ummah will just be going through the motions. In other words, it will be ritualistic. And what is the harm of that? Is that that special promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what, that benefit that is attached to that amal will be lost. That in itself is another bahas, no time to go into the detail. But we find even with hajj, these are the days of hajj. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, يَأْتِي عَلَى النَّاسِ He said, a time will come upon my ummah for the rich people, hajj and umrah will become a holiday. For the middle class people, it will become a business exercise, commercial enterprise. For the poor people, it will become a begging exercise. He said even the ulama, for them, hajj will become a show of exercise. Certain sheikh or certain alim made so many hajj and certain sheikh made so many hajj and umrah. So what is the underlying meaning? Ashratu sa'a, Nabi said, as qiyamat will come closer, the amal will take place, but the reality will not be there. He didn't say the ummah won't make hajj. He said they will make hajj. But for the rich it will be this, for the poor it will be that, even for the ulama it will be something else. In other words, the haqiqat and the reality of the amal will come out. So this is something that we have to, in our work of da'wat and tabliq, this is the, this is the warning that the elders give us with regards to our work of da'wat and tabliq. They, say, they said, be fikri da'i ke mot hai. That the work of da'wat and tabliq will take place without fikr, without the objective, without the cry of the heart. Then outwardly it will be the amal, but the reality will not be there. And what the harm of that is, is that the benefit which Allah has kept in that amal, the ummah will be deprived of it. So coming back to this amal of qurbani also, what is the haqiqat, what is the reality of this amal? And we find that beautifully in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the sahaba posed this question, مَا هَذِهِ الْأَضَاحِ Ya Rasulullah, what is matloob? What is this qurbani? What is its significance? And each year, my respected brothers, when we're carrying out this amal during these days, with our hearts, with our minds, we have to revisit the significance. It's not just taking the knife and passing it on the neck of the animal, but what is the haqiqat? What is the reality behind it? I'm digressing, but before we go into the translation of this hadith, very, very briefly, because these are the days of hajj. Our ulama say, if we look at hajj also, Symbolically, if we have to condense it, they say there are three great lessons that we have to learn. And not only the hujjaj, every one of us throughout the entire world, because this is an alami amal. Inna awwala bayti nas mubarakan alamin. When Allah speaks of Kaabatullah, Allah says this is the first house of Allah, wudi alin nas. Allah has placed it on the earth, not for the people of Makkah, lin nas, for the entire humanity. Lalladi bibakka, geographically it is situated in, in Makkah Mukarrama. But 
Mubarakan wa hudallil alameen. Allah says it is blessed and it is hidayat for the entire alam. Not only for those that are there. Like Ibn Rajab Hanbali rahimullah in his kitab, when he speaks of this amal of hajj, he says, Kam min wasilin bi badanihi ilal bayt wa qalbuhu munqati'un an rabbil bayt. He says, how many people they are? How many people they are that physically, bodily, they've reached the Ka'batullah. Many of them are holding the ghilaf of the Kaaba also. But not for one second is their heart attached to the rub of Kaabatullah. Ka'batullah. And he says, how many people they are? They are thousands of kilometers away from Makkah Mukarramah. They are sitting in their houses on their beds. Thousands of kilometers away. But qalbuhu muttasilun bil mahallil a'la Not for one second is the heart ghafil of the rub of Ka'batullah. So wherever we are throughout the world during these days our hearts should be particularly attached with Makkah Mukarram. Whether it's coronavirus pandemic or whatever obstacle is there one is beautifully our Ka'bidin put it like this they say one is one is the physical Ka'ba. One is the physical Kaaba that is in Makkah Mukarramah. They say that there is another Kaaba. There is another Kaabatullah that is situated between the ribs of every one of us. That is this Qalb, this Dil, this Heart. This Kaabatullah, if we fill it with the Noor of Allah's Ma'rifat and Allah's Ta'alluq, then the Noor of it will permeate throughout the entire world. So coming back to what we are saying, my respected brothers, they say this Amal of Hajj, there is three symbolic things that each year we need to revisit. One is, and they say each one is attached to the days of Hajj. They say the 8th of Zulhijjah. The 8th of Zulhijjah, that is the day of what we call of Mina. So what is the, what is the lesson? What is the haqiqat? What is the reality of that day? They say that, as Imam Yusuf Sahib Rahmatullah is to say that if, if the hujjaj, if the hujjaj of just one year, if the two or two and a half million under ordinary, ordinary circumstances, if the hujjaj of just one year, the two or two and a half million that perform hajj in one particular year, if they could turn the focus of their hearts when they are on the plains of Mina 14 centuries back to the Mina of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what was Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's Mina that one youngster Azimah Yusuf sahab rahmatullahi in his Hayatu sahaba he mentions the incident that the youngster is standing on Jabal Abi Qubais on the mountain of Abu Qubais which overlooks Makkah and overlooks Mina and he sees this one person going from person to person Tent to tent. May you weeny, may ansurni hatta ubaliga risalata rabbi. Who will shelter me? Who will assist me so that I can make the bleak of this deen? Person to person, tent to tent, he's going. And he says, Waminhum man tafala fi waji, waminhum man hatha alihi turab, waminhum man sabba ala waji. Some of them spat in his face. Some of them picked up sand and dust and threw it at him. Some of them swore at him. Yet he carried on relentlessly, person to person, person to person, inviting them, calling them. Who will assist me? Who will help me? Who will become my sati, my companion? Hatta uballigha risalata rabbi, so that I can make the bleak of this deen. Hatta tasafan nahar, he says, until the sun had reached its zenith, half the day had passed. 
This person sat down exhausted, beaten, scoffed at, persecuted. Then he said, I know, I saw a young girl running on the plains of Mina towards him. Comes in the riwayat Jariyatun Wadi'a. Beautiful young child. It was his daughter. Seeing her father in this condition, obviously the child becomes distressed and she wants to offer some sort of consolation to her father. So what does she do? Obviously a little child, and this is an adult. So in her simple, according to her level of maturity and understanding, she takes a little cloth out of her pocket, a handkerchief, and she starts wiping it on the face of her father, sobbing and crying. So he consoles her and he says, لا تخشي على أبيك الغيلة do not fear, Allah will not disgrace your father. So this youngster says, I asked my father, who is this person? My father said, that is Muhammad bin Abdullah, that is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And who is the young girl? Zainab radiallahu anha, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So then my Yusuf rahmatullah used to say that the hujjaj of just one year, that two or two and a half million, Badr was only 313. He used to say the hujjaj of just one year, could turn the focus of their hearts and minds back to the mina of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Turn it back 14 centuries. He used to say that that majma of hujjaj of one year is sufficient for the hidayat of the entire humanity. For the ummah to revisit what its objective and purpose is. So ulama say one is the 8th of Zulhijjah. That the haqiqat, what is the reality of the 8th of Zulhijjah? What is the reality of mina? The other is the 9th of Zulhijjah. That is the day of Arafah. What is the haqiqat and reality of Arafah? They say the haqiqat, if you want to understand what is the haqiqat and reality of Arafah, then we have to go back to the first two hujjaj, the first two human beings that performed hajj. Adam alayhi salam and Hawa alayhi salam. What happened? Allah, after 40 years of crying, one mistake Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam made, not guna, mistake, he forgot. Forty years of crying, Allah Ta'ala accepted the tawbah of Sayyidina Adam salam on the plains of Arafah. So ulama say, what is the haqiqat of Arafah? What is the haqiqat of the ninth of Zulhijjah? The haqiqat in reality is tawbah. And tawbah is not just to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Tawbah is to bring change in our lives. One is the life before tawbah and one is the life after tawbah. Hassan Basri rahimullah used to say, Al-Hajjul Mabrul Laysa Lahu Jazaun Illa Al-Jannah He would say Makbul, Makbul accepted Hajj There is no other recompense and return besides Jannah And then Hassan Basri Rahimullah Beautifully used to explain it like this He used to say Ayatu Dhalik Ayatu Dhalik What is the sign? One is the Amal How do we know the Amal is accepted? Malaika are not coming down with some paper With the names of all the accepted people No So how do we know the Amal is accepted? They are signs Allah brings in the life of a person. Ramadan just passed. Allah says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ The objective of Ramadan is for you to become muttaqi. What is the sign that we became muttaqi? The life before Ramadan and the life after Ramadan. In the same way, Hassan Basri Rahimullah used to say, آيَةُ ذَلِكْ أَنْ يَرْجِعَ زَاهِدًا فِي الدُّنْيَا رَاغِبًا فِي الْآخِرَةِ He would say the sign that the hajj is hajj mabrur is that when the haji returns, he returns with the inclination of akhirat and the disinclination of this dunya. And then he would say, Jazaul Hajj al-Mabrur al-Maghfira. The recompense and return of Hajj al-Mabrur is that Allah forgives the person. What is the sign that the forgiveness has taken place? What is the sign that a person has made sincere tawbah? And yada sayyi'a ma kana alayhi min al-amal. 
He would say that the gunas and sins that are taking place in our life come out of our life. So this, these days, not only for the hujjaj, today like I said physically is the day of Arafah, for us tomorrow it is tomorrow. What is the amal of Arafah, what is the haqiqat and reality of Arafah for every one of us, particularly in these halat and conditions that we are facing. The fact of the matter, my respected brothers, to a very large extent, these halat and conditions are there because of our sins. Because of our drawing and inviting the lanat of Allah. There are many, like I mentioned previously, Allah may be elevating them through these conditions. But on the other hand, we have to introspect. This is a time, very great opportunity, wake up call for every one of us. To spend the ninth of Zulhijjah in introspection. Spend the ninth of Zulhijjah looking within ourselves. Understanding that, Ya Allah, these halat and conditions are because of my misdeeds. To turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to sincerely make tawbah. Tawbah with this intention that Ya Allah give us the tawfiq and the ability never to return back to those sins and wrongs that we were doing. And the 10th of Zulhijjah, which is Yomun Nahar, the day of the Qurbani of the sacrificial animal. They also, what is the haqiqat of this Qurbani, what is the reality of this Qurbani, unfortunately we have run out of time. But very briefly, the first part of the hadith. Sahabai Kiram asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ma hadihil adahi ya Rasulullah. Ya Rasulullah, what is this Qurmani? What is its haqiqat? What is its reality? Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one of his mu'ajizat and miracles, Ulamai Kiram mentioned was that he was Jawamiul Kalim. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would speak sometimes just a few words, but wallah, my respected brothers, volumes could be written just explaining those words. And that is exactly what this hadith represents. What is the haqiqat of this entire amal of Qurbani? Just in two or three words, Allah's Rasul Salaam summed up this entire thing. Where he said, Sunnatu Abikum Ibrahim alayhi salam. What is this Qurbani? This Qurbani is that each and every one of us, every Muslim, every reciter of Kalima, everyone who reaches this day of Yawmun Nahar, reaches this day of the 10th of Zulhijjah, has this amal in front of him. Every one of us, to turn the clock of our, of our hearts and our minds back to more than 4,000 years. Turn it back to Ibrahim alayhi salam, the father or the, the grandfather of this ummah. If qala lahu rabbuhu aslim, when his rabb, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Ibrahim alayhi salam, test upon test, trial upon trial, what was behind it? O Ibrahim, aslim. Whether it makes sense, whether it does not make sense. Whether it appeals to your logic, doesn't appeal to your logic. Whether it is day, whether it is night. Whatever the circumstance, whatever the condition, submit to the command of Allah. Science may be telling you something else. Technology, like we heard last night, Allah give him long life. What is science and technology telling us? What is medical science telling us with regards to this coronavirus pandemic? This is a problem, that is a problem, do this, do that. Ibrahim salam, aslim, submit to Allah. Submit to what shariat is telling you. Come out of a life of your own desires and come onto a life of what Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, regardless of what the circumstances are or what the forces of batil are telling you, what the temptations are, whatever the invitation is, aslim, submit. And what did Ibrahim salam said? Aslam to li rabbil alameen. I have submitted to Rabbul Alameen, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, we'll continue.